0: Sorry about that. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on right now. As you all know, you throw down $1 on an NBA game and if that team wins, you get $150 in free plays. Make it happen. It's fun. It's easy. All right. Coming to you from Fort Collins from one, for one last night. I'm Mike Luke. All right. Just so you all know, I got my dad in the background right there. Dad, say hi. All right. Yeah. All right, and then we got Bruno just kind of chilling right there, doing his thing. So I'll be back, uh, well, I'll be in Albuquerque tomorrow, but then uh, I'll be back after that. But we got a lot to get to today, enough about me. All right, let's talk a little bit of Arizona basketball. Then don't want to transition over to a little bit of Juve of football as well. Oregon State last night was obviously overmatched. There's, you know, there's really no way around that. It's just the way it was. But what I'm more interested in and I think what's really intriguing right now is the way that these Arizona Wildcats though are really starting to mesh into their roles. Now, this team has been this team's been beating the doors down people for all season pretty much. But right now this feels like the best version of this Arizona Wildcats basketball team. And what I mean by that is everybody is really kind of falling into a role. And let's talk about a couple guys that I've been pretty hard on, I'll be honest with you. Kirk Carissa, number one. All right. Some of the antics do annoy me, but I'm going to tell you this. Over the last week or so, I have felt far better with him, with the ball, with the decision making, his sturdiness out there. I know that's kind of a weird term to use for... uh, you know, for a, for a basketball player, but there's a sense of confidence that I'm watching that doesn't look fake. And it looks like, all right, Kerr, you be you. But at the same time, we need a conf- we need a stabilizing factor out there. And I've seen that. I don't necessarily look at his numbers and say, Oh, he well, was two of 11 again. You know, it was another terrible game. That's not necessarily how I look at a guy like Kirk Crease, I look at more, what did I watch out there and how was he able to really push forth what Tommy Lloyd wanted? We already know what he can do in the clutch. So that's a big one right there. Then you look over there at the wings, couldn't be happier with how either one of these, both these guys are playing right now. Dalen Terry, I put this out on Twitter and I mean it. Dalen Terry to me is the best pro pro <coughs> excuse me. The best pro prospect on this team. I'm not ever saying that he's not going to ever average 20 points a game in the NBA, but you know what he's going to do? He's going to play lockdown defense. He's a much better ball handler than he's shown, and on top of that, he's an incredibly good passer. He can't really shoot the ball right now. I'm guessing that with as hardworking as he is, it gets to the point where he is able to be that. I think that he's going to be an abs- I think he's going to be a long-term starter in the NBA. Ben Matherin. That's the one that everybody likes, and rightfully so, because quite frankly, there's not much that you shouldn't like about Ben Matherin. He can get his shot really whenever he wants. He can get basically anywhere he wants on the court, and there's not many players in the country that you can say can truly get the shot that they want. Ben Dick Matherin is one of those players. But, you know, the one thing that's a little off-putting though is that he does have moments where he just doesn't look engaged or he just doesn't have great games from time to time and I think when you're talented as he is you want to be able to see a guy that can really make some plays happen on a consistent basis I don't always need 25 points but you know what I'd like you to at least I don't want to see two of 11 games put it to you like that and I think with Benedict Matherin there should never be two, any two of 11 games that isn't accompanied by about 15 free throws in the process that's the kind of talent that you're dealing with with those two wings right there so the perimeter to me is really kind of step forth right here and that everybody's got their role right now then you look at the wings coming off the bench Pella Larson again Pella my bad I do apologize Pella is much better than I thought and he has become a player that I don't know is ever a starter on a top 25 team, but I'll tell you what, if he's coming off the bench, I'm more than okay with that. Anthony Humbert uh, just asked, You said, you think DT is a PG in the NBA Dale and Terry? No, I don't. I don't think his handles are that slick, but I do think that he's a guy that is going to be able to be a one and a half where he can be your backup point guard or, you know if you've got another if you've got to say a scoring point guard on your team let's say a d'aaron fox or a russell westbrook something like that i think daylon terry will be the guy that can play point guard a lot of the time but no as far as just being that one point guard i don't see that anthony at least not yet but i'd love to be wrong one guy that's not a point guard though pella larson been over that a little bit but here's what's interesting about pella though is that the shot's here now. You can tell, and the shot isn't going to go anywhere else. He's a surprisingly good defender. And the one thing that I really like about him is when he doesn't force the issue on the offensive side of the ball, he's pretty effective. The only times he really gets into trouble is when he tries to dribble. He shouldn't ever dribble. Take it for what it's worth, Pell. I'm a big fan of yours now, but I don't believe that you should dribble. All right, Justin Kyer. Justin Kier is just smooth. And I've talked about this with Schuster from day one. What I like about Kyer is that he looks the part. He's smooth. He can handle. He can shoot a little bit. He can get to the rim. And maybe this is just me being stupid, but I always want a little bit more when I watch him, though. I think that this is a guy that can give you a little bit more. But, again, when you're on a team that's this talented – Maybe you can't really give a lot more, but I do believe there's going to be a moment this year when they are Arizona Wildcats are absolutely going to need uh, Justin Kyer to be able to make a contribution. And we'll see when that happens right there. All right. Talk to you about it before I'm going to tell you again. And there's a reason I'm going to tell you about it again. DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX throw down $5 or, or excuse me, $1 on an NBA game. And if that team wins, you get $150 in free plays. Now, you got to be a new customer. Eligibility restrictions do apply. If you got a gambling problem, call 1 800 next step. They'll get you all taken care of. But if you were to say to me, Mike, what's your DraftKings pick of the week right now? You know what I'm going to do? I am going to go against whoever the Detroit Pistons are playing. And I mean this basically for the rest of the season. The Pistons are absolutely terrible. And I'm thinking, I think that they're pretty close to mailing this one in. So whenever you can get the Pistons next, get the Pistons in there. We got all-star weekend coming up right now. So make that one happen. All right, let's move to the front court a little bit here. Let's start with the Julius Tabelas. Tabelas is the best big man on the roster. As far as just a guy that can get you buckets. Now, how do I put this? Cause he's putting up big numbers again and he's looking much, much better. The one thing that does worry me a little bit is I still see him missing some bunnies around the hoop that he shouldn't be missing, especially not a guy of, of his caliber. Um, but he seems to be rounding into form. I'm more than okay with everything I've seen. This team needs to Bellus, though. This team, 100% needs to Bellis to be 17 and nine. That's, just be honest. That's what that's what they need, because they don't Arizona doesn't have another guy necessarily like him from a skill perspective. Now, there was a guy in the post game yesterday who very much enjoyed him being on there. But he said that uh, Tabellus is a more skilled, more fluid, uh, Demondis Sabonis. Well, he's not that he's not nearly as good as Sabonis. He never will be. But Sabonis is an NBA all star. So there's nothing wrong with that going into each game to is the one guy that especially at six foot nine i need him playing well against pretty much everybody because he should be able to play well against pretty much everyone all right anthony humber pops back in here anthony you're the man dude appreciate you pella is sneaky tough he doesn't look like a dude who wants to bang but he puts his nose in everything i'll go a step further anthony not only does he put his nose in everything he falls down all the time and it's not like the fake falling down the dwight or excuse me the uh Anthony Davis falling down. It's the falling down where you know what? I literally dove for the ball and I fell down. That's uh, he he's unique in that regard. So yes, for sure. All right, Coloco. Coloco's had an interesting Odyssey here for the U of A, for U of A fans. He comes out this season looking like he's about to be Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He's putting up 20 points against Michigan. He's all of a sudden people are looking around like, Oh gosh, is this the best center in school history? Is this going to be a guy that's going to be a top five, top ten pick? Because you already know the defense is there. Well, well, come back to earth a little bit here. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because what I think you do like about him is that he's able to finish more effectively. He's always going to struggle against length in traffic. That's just always going to be a problem. He he doesn't have great hands and he's not real sure of himself around the basket. So he'll never be a monster point guy. But if you can just finish the oops, if you can finish the little putbacks, occasionally give me a little bit of a back to the basket game, I'm 100% totally cool with what I see uh, for the rest of the time out of Christian Coloco right there. I also think, too, that this is a guy that could possibly be back next year. And if you're looking at uh, returning big men in the country next year, there's probably not going to be a lot better ones than Christian Coloco. Now, speaking of the fan favorite, my favorite, your favorite, everybody out there's favorite. My dad's tired of me. He's been with me for two weeks right now. My dad's tired of me talking about this guy, Umar Ballo, And I will not stop talking about Umar Ballo. Balow is fantastic. He's the biggest surprise on this team by a mile for me. Again, I thought going into the year, you could be roster filler. This is a dude that could actually, I've actually changed my opinion a little bit to go even further the other way. I think Ballow's got an NBA future. Now, you know, maybe when he starts playing more, gets exposed a little bit more. But I see nothing to indicate from his hands, from his positioning, from his strength, that he can't be a really, really good college big man and a reserve big at the next level. He has been a total breath of fresh air. And I actually like when Tommy Lloyd throws them both together. He and uh, Christian Coloco from time to time, that's got kind of a fun little feel to it. So that's kind of how this team is set up. I get people all the time that are saying to me, well, you know, why don't they try to get the bench? Why don't you know, try to get uh, uh, Shane Noel or a damn uh, Guys, ball guys? I'm not with that at this point, this team's looking to win a national championship. You've got your eight man rotation unless it's total garbage time. I'm playing these eight guys. I need them to get as much continuity as possible together because they're going I mean March Madness is less than a month away. I mean it's crazy to say that, but these guys got to be ready to rock and roll. So outside of garbage time, I'm just playing these eight. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right, who knows. The one thing though that I know I'm right about is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Throw down $1 on an NBA game and that team wins, get 150 in free plays i'm not kidding it's that simple it's that easy and i you know i look at it and i think to myself okay i can do that if i was a new again here's my here's my pick bet against the pistons whoever they're playing bet against the pistons you'll thank me later all right let's get to some more comments sarah beth greer do you think our ball handling is getting better? I was at the ASU game and I was nervous every time we touched and passed the ball. Our turnovers have been awful. I feel less nervous in recent games. Oh, uh, Grier pronounced like, Hi. ah, thank you, Sarah. I do appreciate that. I do apologize. Sarah, Beth Grier. There you go. I got you. Apologize on that. But, uh, Sarah, it's a great question. And I think that, uh, I think it's better. The one thing about this team, you're never going to have a lot of there's, there's just not an abundance of great ball handling on this team. You know, I mean, we can be honest here. There's not a Jason Terry. There's not a Damon Stoudemire, but I, what I, and I'm, I'm with you on this. The one thing that does make me nervous a lot of times is the, the ball handling. I'm much more comfortable with Dalen Terry than I think I am the rest of the guys on the perimeter. But as far as, uh, as far as, Like Kerr, for example. Kerr's going to be handling the ball a lot. I just need him to be – I just need him to get the ball up the court and essentially pass it not try to do things he can't do. I know that that sounds like, well, yeah, no duh, Mike. I get that. But for most of the season, I've been nervous when he's had the ball because a lot of times teams pick him up full court. You saw that UCLA do that, and I think that that's something that's going to – That's going to be a little bit of an issue for them. But again, maybe it's just me. I'm curious to what you all have to say out there. He looks a little more comfortable. He looks a little bit more down to earth. He looks a little bit more steady. So that's what I need out of him. I'm not too worried about the shooting coming around. Now, granted, I wish his percentages were much better than they are. But Tommy Lloyd knows this guy a lot better than I do. And Tommy Lloyd, you can tell just in his pressers, is in absolutely no way, shape, or form. um at all worried about uh, Kirk Reese's shooting. So that's where I would really stand on that. It's a great question though, that I don't really necessarily have an answer to. Okay. College game day is going to be here tomorrow. A lot of people are asking, what should you do with college game day? Well, first as somebody that is beyond ecstatic that Tommy Lloyd is our coach now and um, he's, and uh, Sean Miller has moved on. I will say that it's fair to say that ESPN absolutely slandered Arizona. The DeAndre Ayton reporting was obviously terrible. There was really no substance to it whatsoever. They backed away time and time again. I would tell, and if there's any Zona Zoo folks out there, and you're looking for clever chants, my clever chance would be something with where is Schlabach, something to that effect. Because again, what ESPN did was journalistic malfeasance and nobody really apologized. Nobody really came clean on it. That's something that I think that Arizona fans should probably let uh, the ESPN folks know about, put it to you like that. Okay. Here's what you need to do too. You need to subscribe to the AZ Wildcats podcast, go to go PHNX, all kinds of great deals going on from all over the state. Now I did have a, a couple people message me about U of A football and we're in a new era of U of A football right now. So I wanted to take a quick look before we sign off right here. And again, coming to you live, uh, last day from Fort Collins, uh, New Mexico, or me, Fort Collins, New Mexico, Fort Collins, Colorado. This time though, from the days in, not the La Quinta, just to be sure. Okay, running back position next year. Everybody knows the quarterbacks. Everybody knows the wide receivers. Running back's going to be fascinating because you've got some guys that are solid. You've got a, a Drake Anderson, Northwestern transfer. You've got a Michael Wiley, guys that are serviceable. And I think a Jalen John kid out of Oregon showed a little bit last year. But um, I would say, though, that that, that spot there leaves something to be desired. You got two running backs coming in right here or one running back and another guy that can play a lot of different positions. First and foremost is Jonah Coleman, really stocky kid out of California, one of the top 30 to 40 backs in the entire uh, nation. Not sure he's going to be ready to play right away, but physically he certainly looks like he could be that guy. The one that I'm really interested in though is Army All-American Bull MVP, RJ Luke. Now, I want to be very clear. A lot of people think he's related to me. He's not. At least to my knowledge, he's not related. RJ and I, have uh, we've talked. At least our knowledge, we're not related to each other. But joking aside, when you watch him, He's a guy that's probably going to get the ball 10, 12 times a game, and I would imagine Jed Fish is going to try to get him the ball in the backfield on swings, off reverses, as many times as possible. So I would. uh, those are the two guys that I would really keep an eye on going forward because I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for running backs to play. It's going to be a really fun season right here. All right, guys. This is my last day in Colorado. I'm signing off. I'll be back with you on the post game tomorrow from Albuquerque, and then I'm going to be back in Tucson. Anthony is always your beast. Everybody that hopped in here, Sarah, I do appreciate you. You've been great all season. I appreciate you correcting the pronunciation. It will not happen again. But, again, can't thank you guys all enough for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'll be back with you tomorrow on the postgame show.